Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. In Galatians chapter 3, as we come to the end of the chapter, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about the transformation that comes to one who belongs to God through faith in Christ. We can read a few verses there in Galatians 3 verses 26 through 29. This is what we read. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. But you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Now, apart from knowing the context of what he's speaking about and the overall argument, these statements might be hard to understand. The Apostle Paul is addressing a false teaching that has come into the midst of Christians where some are trying to add observing parts of the law as a requirement for salvation. Particularly, they are interested in what would be called external characteristic marks of those who are Jews, those who are people of Israel. To uh, Abraham, the patriarch, the Lord God gave a sign. It was a sign in the body. It had to do with the cutting off of the foreskin. We call it uh, circumcision. Abraham was saved by God, according to the biblical testimony. Genesis 15, verse 6. Abraham believed God, and God reckoned that to him for righteousness before he was ever circumcised, before the sign of circumcision was ever given. But now that the sign of circumcision was given to Abraham, it was supposed to be perpetuated in his line. And it is also part of the law then given to Israel, which should be the third generation from Abraham through the line of promise. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac fathered Jacob, the line of promise came through those two, and following Jacob, all of the descendants of Jacob became the people of Israel. To that people also, the sign of circumcision was given. So this external sign in the body was significant for Jewish identity, along with other things which marked being part of Israel, whether it is observing the Sabbath, whether it is dietary restrictions, uh, or other aspects of the religious life of the Jews. So when Christianity arose out of Judaism, the relevance of these things, the continuing relevance of these things was a big question. There's no question at all about whether those who call upon God and claim to have the life of God should live righteously, whether they should abstain from crime and immorality. These things hardly need to be debated. But there was a real question about the continuing relevance of things which are merely external in design and, and operation. So when we come to the end of chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is telling what the true mark is for those who have come to Christ. He describes the previous aspect, stage of religiosity, as being a stage of immaturity, being a minor, so to speak, in regard to the real life of God. 
being kept under custody by rules and regulations. We are told to do certain things and mainly not to do many things. In our fallen state, we have a proclivity, a disposition to do things which are sinful. And the law tells us that these things are wrong. It doesn't give us the ability not to do them. And once we come to the living and true God by faith, by trusting in Christ Jesus, we are brought to the status of true sons of, say, spiritual maturity, out of the minor status. And then we are supposed to walk by divine enablement, carrying out the will of God. So what is then a mark that is on a Christian? And the Apostle Paul, when we come to the end of the Galatians, would say, the mark that is on you is being in Christ, Christ himself. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. And then he says, as many of you as we are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We have put on Christ. So there's no need of clothing, anything else, even a mark in the body as a mark of belonging to Christ. A true Christian is someone who has put on Christ. How does this happen? He says, if you are baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Well, he may be talking about water baptism. Water baptism is something that follows genuine faith and turning to Christ. All biblical evidence is in line with that. We have no evidence of anyone who is an unbeliever being baptized. And baptism always seems to follow people turning to Christ in faith. So those who are baptized have already trusted in Christ. He may be also using this expression of being baptized, metaphorically, of being immersed in someone. If you are joined to Christ, if you have been placed in Christ, then you have put on Christ. So everyone who has come to Christ, the biblical idea is that we have been joined to Christ. A Christian is someone who has been joined to Christ. The New Testament, especially Paul's epistles, uses the expression of being in Christ especially writing in his letter to Christians in Colossae, he would call them the saints and believers who are in Colossae, in Christ. So they are in the, in the actual place of Colossae, but they are also, metaphorically speaking, in Christ. See, if any man is in Christ, is a new creation. So coming to faith in Christ simultaneously kind of places us in Christ. We are joined to Christ. Christ's life has become our life. And not only that, particularly important in the Apostle Paul's perspective of things, Christ's death has become our death. Not only in terms of his bearing the penalty for our sins, but also our outlook of life. And we'll come to that. We already came to that, actually, at the end of chapter 2, when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So there's this radical identification with Christ. A believer is joined to Christ. His or her destiny is immutably linked to Christ. Christ is our life. We have died. Our life is hid with God in Christ. When Christ, who is our life, will appear, we will appear with him in glory. This is the amazing, wonderful, beautiful status of being a Christian. I have come to Christ, I have been joined to Christ. And here in Galatians, the Apostle Paul says, you have put on Christ. Our new identity 
through Christ is having Christ. The identity marking is not circumcision. It is not particular religious garb. It is not the outward marks of observing holidays. It is not keeping a weekly Sabbath. It is not dietary restrictions. The new mark of being of the people of God is having Christ. In some ways, that seems so much harder than having something external, which is why often Christian religions have gone back the old way into sort of a law-keeping form of religiosity rather than the authentic and genuine one of displaying the life of God. What the Apostle Paul truly is saying, and this he will develop actually when we go further, is that if you have come to Christ, you will manifest new life. A new life that is evidenced by walking in the Spirit. A new life that displays the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, patient self-control. And if these things are there, they are the marker, identity labels for what you are. So the mark of circumcision is no longer your mark for being of the people of God. It never signified an ultimate standing of relationship with God anyway. The law never conferred life through its regulations and requirements. Life was always given through faith. It was so for Abraham, it was so for David. It has always been so for all the people of God who received eternal life and justification through faith. So if I have come to Christ, then I have put on Christ. As many of us who have been baptized into Christ now have Christ as our mark of who we are. So there's no distinction anymore. There's neither Jew nor Greek. Whether you're circumcised or not makes no difference. If you have put on Christ, then you belong to Christ and you are now of the people of God. There's neither slave nor free because both are free to receive Christ and be children of God through faith. There's no male nor female for equally they are able through faith to be children of God. For you are all one in Christ. There's no longer a difference in status or identity once you have come to Christ. In Christ, we are children of God through faith because Christ brings us to God, reconciles to God, makes us new creation. His life becomes our life. His death has become our death. So there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. And then verse 29, if you are Christ, if you belong to Christ, you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Jesus Christ is the ultimate offspring of Abraham. He is the seed on whom the promises rest. He's the one on whom they all come to a focus and to their fulfillment. Jesus is the seed of Abraham. And when I am joined to him, then I am part of the seed of Abraham. God gave his promise to Abraham, saying, In Abraham all the families of the earth would be blessed. He clarified later in Genesis 22 that in Abraham's seed, the unique one who would be brought from his line as his descendant, God would bless all the nations of the earth. 
That blessing is the blessing of eternal life, same as Abraham received. That blessing is received in the same mode that Abraham received it, through faith. And when I put my trust in Christ, then I am joined to Christ. I have put on Christ. I am made, in a way, one with Christ. That means I am now Abraham's offspring, an heir according to promise, because the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, shares all that belongs to him with his church. The church is the, is the body of which he is the head. The church is the bride of which he is the bridegroom. We are joined by faith to Christ. And through faith, then we receive our identity through him. We have put on Christ. Whatever belongs to Christ has been graciously granted to us. He is the ultimate heir. And through him, being joined to him, we become the heirs of the promises of God. There's no continuing relevance for external regulations. What now really matters is the true life of God. The true life of God that is manifested in our life through the operation of the Spirit of God by our yielding to what to do what is right and good. Righteousness and righteous conduct in terms of authentic character, what flows out of the heart becomes the true mark of a Christian, not external symbols and signs. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.